بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه الطيبين الطاهرين الميامين أما بعد فقد قال الله سبحانه وتعالى بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا كلوا من طيبات ما رزقناكم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من حفظ عشر آيات من أول سورة الكهف عصم من الدجال صدق الله مولانا العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الكريم ونحن على ذلك من الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين وبعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Respected brothers and sisters in Islam On the day of Jumu'ah we have been encouraged by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to recite Surah Al-Kahf in fact, the hadith which I presented before you, which has been transmitted by Imam Muslim in his authentic compilation of hadith, he says that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, the person who memorizes the first 10 verses of Surah Al-Kahf, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would ensure his protection from Dajjal. This is just memorizing the first 10 verses. We are encouraged to recite the entire surah on the day of Jumu'ah. So, what is one of the specialities of Surah Al-Kahf or what would be the reason for which we are exhorted and encouraged to recite the Surah? Surah Al-Kahf, it deals with an event which occurred, some commentators say before Sayyidina Isa alayhi salam, some say after him, when a few youngsters displayed their fortitude and their iman and they stood up against a tyrant ruler who wanted to force them to worship idols and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explains their story at length. I want to touch on one particular characteristic and point which is found within the lives of these youths and due to which it was a great contribution to their legacy being kept alive up to this day even in the Quran. We recite their legacy and their names or their story in the Quran until the day of Qiyamah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep the deen alive. So the first quality is their fortitude in their iman. In other words, they did not compromise when it came to protecting the iman. They were told, subject yourself to what the norm is of the time and prostrate to these idols. They said, We will not call unto any other deity other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the second quality which I wish to highlight on, and because our time is limited, I wish to zoom in onto that particular point is the scrupulousness which they displayed after they slept for a long period of time, you know the story, inshallah at some other time or perhaps you have heard the story, they slept for 309 years, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put them to sleep to protect them from the tyranny of that and there were some other hikmah and wisdoms which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had. But when they woke up and they decided now, not realizing they have slept for such a long time, they decided amongst themselves that one needs to be sent to purchase some food. And in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala highlights their discussion. And what they said was, فَلْيَنْظُرْ أَيُّهَا أَزْكَى طَعَامًا The one who is going to the town to purchase the food, he should ensure that he purchases the purest of food available, that which is the most halal. So the commentators say, amongst the reasons for the strength of the iman in this youth is the importance they gave to what they consumed. And this is the point I would like to drive in today's talk, inshaAllah. It is the duty and it is fard and obligatory on every Muslim to ensure that what enters our mouth is halal. 
Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa says in a hadith, that person, man yadman li ma bayna lahyayhi wa ma bayna fakhidayhi adman lahul jannah. That person who can give a guarantee to ensure that whatever happens in his mouth, whether it be words or the things he consumes, and that which is between his thighs, he can protect that and keep it within the, the, the teachings of Sharia. I will give the assurance and the guarantee of Jannah for that person. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has instructed us to consume that which is halal and tayyib. And a person who consumes halal, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts barakah in his ibadah, his iman is strengthened. And in reality, even if he is eating good food, but because it is halal, this is a high rank of zuhud and piety by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imam al-Ghazali rahimahullah was, he mentions in his book, Ihya Ulum al-Din, that once a famous scholar whose name was Qasim al-Jur'i was asked, what is zuhud? What is abstinence of this world? And he said, well, some people say abstinence means that you reduce whatever your, your needs and your desires are. You try to live a life of discipline. And he said, the questioner said, no, I need to know what your definition of zuhud is. How would I know if I am a slave of this world or if I have control over the world which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put at my disp- uh, disposal? So he said, al-batnu dunya al-abd. Your stomach will give you the answer to that question. بِقَدْرِ مَا يَمْلِكُ الْعَبْدُ مِنْ بَطْنِهِ يَمْلِكُ مِنَ الزُّهُدِ In accordance with the amount of control a person can display when he is eating, this is what demonstrates how much control he has over the dunya or the dunya has control over him. So if something is in front of him, and this is why we find the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, they were so cautious when it came to halal and haram. Sayyidina Abu Bakr al-Siddiq radiallahu the greatest person after the Anbiya alayhim salam his servant brings some food to him after two days of hunger. And he takes a morsel. And we've heard the story many times perhaps in our ta'aleem and in various programs. And the servant says, Oh, Amirul Mu'mineen, generally you ask me how I prepared this meal. Today you, you didn't ask me. He said, Oh, I slipped up because out of severe hunger, I forgot to ask you, where did you get it from? So he said, that previously in the days of Jahiliyyah, there was a particular family who thought I was a soothsayer. They thought I could foresee the future. And I pretended, Kuntu lahum. I pretended to be a fortune teller. And I would tell them stories about what would happen, what wouldn't happen. And they embraced Islam. I've also embraced Islam. I passed by them and they were having some function, a walima of some sort, and they invited me. And some of this food which I brought is actually part of that meal. So Abu Bakr al-Siddiq radiallahu anhu, he said, Al-Qawm ma'arafuka illa an tariq al-kahana. This family, the only link they have with you is through some doubtful link of fortune telling. Even if it was in the days of Jahiliyyah, I find that this is not suitable for me. I need to take this morsel out. And now he tries to bring up that one morsel of food that he swallowed after two days of hunger. And obviously we know it would be a difficult uh, thing to accomplish. And one of his family members tells him that, well, if you're insisting, you're 62 years old, drink some water, fill your belly with water, and then try to bring it up. So he does that, and eventually the morsel comes out. And his family members, they express their, their disappointment that you could have died doing this at this age, forcing yourself to, to, to bring up that one morsel. So he said, I heard Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying, كُلُّ لَحْمٍ نَبَتَ مِنْ سُحْتٍ فَالنَّارُ أَوْلَى بِهِ Any type of flesh which is nourished with haram, 
there is nothing more worthy for that flesh other than the fire of Jahannam. And although it is not haram, it is doubtful for me, and I, 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 I decided to, ex- to, to exercise caution. So ensuring that we eat halal is a fundamental essential for the acceptance of our dua, of our salah. Many times we, a person is in difficulty. In fact, Rasulullah sallallahu gave this hadith in Sahih al-Bukhari. He says, a man, he is a traveler. And in another hadith, he says, a traveler's dua is accepted, it's mustajab. A person while traveling makes dua, the dua is accepted. So the similitude given of this person who's traveling, and he's ash'ath, he's disheveled, his hair is old, he's in a, he's a pitiful state. And he says, Ya Rabb, Ya Rabb, he's making dua to Allah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, وَمَطْعَمُهُ حَرَامٌ وَمَشْرَبُهُ حَرَامٌ وَغُذِيَ بِالْحَرَامٌ أَنَّا يُسْتَجَابُ لَهُ That his clothing, perhaps he stole it from somebody. The, the food that he eats, uh, he perhaps is eating something which is not halal, according to the teachings of Sharia. That which he is consuming is not halal. How will his dua be accepted? In other words, this person has placed a barrier between him and the acceptance of, of his dua. So this is the message for today, respected brothers and sisters in Islam. Alhamdulillah, we are all Muslim. Nobody is being judged or doubted, but we need to exercise a bit of caution, especially when eating out, when going to places uh, where uh, we have meals with our families. Ensure that it is firstly a place where Muslims are serving meals. It has been come, uh, become a norm that sometimes, maybe due to some uh, weakness, we would go to a place and think, okay, we'll ask for fish. You know, but many times the people preparing the meal might sprinkle some alcohol and we say, well, it's been evaporated. So even if it's completely evaporated, if food comes into contact with alcohol, it's already contaminated and therefore it would not be good enough for consumption. And consuming that type of thing becomes spiritually detrimental and also it affects our dua and the enthusiasm with which a person normally wants to do his ibadah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq and uh, protect all of us from consuming anything which is haram. Imam al-Ghazali rahimahullah, he says, sometimes we find people who do lots of good deeds and lots of salah and lots of tilawah of Quran and lots of good deeds, but they're not cautious and not ensuring that they're staying away from haram in the, in the food that they eat. So he gives an example and he says, كَثْرَةُ الْأَعْمَالِ مَعَ الْأَكْلِ الْحَرَامِ مَعَ أَكْلِ الْحَرَامِ he says, the abundance of a'mal, you go for umrah and you, and you perform salah and you contribute to various avenues of deen, which is meritorious and great, alhamdulillah. But he said, abundance of a'mal while consuming haram is like trying to construct a structure on the waves of the ocean. So you put a brick and then you turn around for cement and the brick is gone. Then you put the cement and you turn around for a brick and the... So you will continue your entire life and you will not be able to build anything on the waves of the ocean. This is the example given by Imam al-Ghazali rahimahullah. So this type of scrupulousness, it is called wara' in Arabic. Wara' is it's a type of taqwa and consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah give me first and all of us the ability to inculcate this quality and to be aware. Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu an amirul mu'mineen, he was presented with milk on one occasion. And he enjoyed the milk. So he asked them, where, where did you get this milk from? So they said, from a particular area. And then he said, but that area, the only animals that graze in that area are the animals that belong to sadaqah of the Baytul Mal. And that's the right of all the Muslims. I don't have the right to consume that milk. So because of 
his caution, he also drank water and he removed what he had consumed. Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anh, this is the, the characteristics found in the Khulafa al-Rashidun, how cautious they were. Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anh, in one particular battle, he prepares a delicious meal for the Muslimin. And they're watching him, he takes out a small pouch, and in it there's another bag, and in that there's another bag, and he takes out a few pieces of dry bread. So they said, Amirul Mu'mineen, such a beautiful meal you've prepared for the army, and you're eating dry bread. He said, Amma hadha al-khubzu fa'arifuhu. He says, this bread, I know the lineage of this bread. Lineage, normally we talk in our, in our family ancestry. He said, I know, I know what type of water was used to irrigate the land upon which this was grown. And what type of wood was prepared to make the fire for the, for the oven. And I know what type of water was used to make the dough. So I know this bread. So this is why I'm comfortable to partake and eat this bread. For me, it will be spiritually beneficial. So this is why eating halal, which is the first message of today, is of utmost importance and staying away from haram is fard. But the second point of today's talk would be the duty of a Muslim to ensure when eating halal, we eat in moderation and according to the sunnah. So sometimes a, a person says, well, you know, the doctors, they say that uh, you shouldn't be drinking water and, and eating food at the same time. It's not really healthy. I'm, I'm not uh, tamping on any uh, doctor's toes. But they are correct. You shouldn't be drinking. If the way we eat, where a person eats to his fill, and then he wants to put water or coke on top of it, there's no place for it to go. If a person eats the way Rasulullah sallallahu taught us to eat, thuluthun lit-ta'am, one-third for food, one-third for water, and one-third for air. So there's, a, there's place for everything. Then you can have water. But if you're eating till the bottom of the throat, and uh, then wish to pour Coca-Cola with gas, then it's not going to go anywhere else other than forward, or backwards, which results in great difficulty. And this, respected brothers and sisters in Islam, is a sunnah which we do not pay attention to, to eat in moderation and to eat according to the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So we'll talk of, of following the sunnah. A weak person like me will stand in front of you and say, follow the sunnah, make ittiba of the sunnah. But when I have to go and eat after lunch, then... I'm the first one to ensure that I don't control. So the discipline is what is required. We need to exercise discipline. Sometimes the, the imam is the, is the weakest in, in displaying this. You have a big conference of scholars and they're talking about how to establish deen, how to establish sharia. After that, you have a seven-course meal. And everybody forgot about the, one of the greatest sunnah of Rasulullah which made him such a mighty leader was he led the world while he was hungry. He was hungry. Rasulullah sallallahu on one occasion, he came to the masjid in the afternoon and he was extremely hungry. And to his amazement, he saw Sayyidina Abu Bakr also in the masjid. He said, Abu Bakr, this time of the day, it's summer and a hot afternoon. What are you doing here? He said, Al-Ju'a ya Rasulullah. Oh, Nabi of Allah, I'm hungry. When they were hungry, they went to the masjid first. After a little while, Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab comes. Umar, what are you doing here? He says, Al-Ju'a ya Rasulullah. I'm hungry, O oh, Nabi of Allah. So Rasulullah sallallahu said, well, all three of us, we've got the same problem. I've got a close friend, Abu Ayyub al-Ansari, the host of Rasulullah, when he migrated to Medina. They went to his house. He was out. Ummu Ayyub, his wife said, O oh, Nabi of Allah, you sit 
and we will prepare something. So Sayyidina Abu Ayyub came and he slaughtered an animal and while the, the, the meal was being prepared, he, he got some dates for Rasulullah sallallahu So making ikram and entertaining your guest is a sunnah. That is not counted as being wasteful. But the person himself eating, he needs to be disciplined himself and ensure that he controls himself. So he presents a variety of dates. And he said, Oh, Nabi of Allah, this is presented to you so that you may choose whichever type of date you enjoy. The rutab, the soft date, the, the harder date. And he put a variety in front of him. Then he prepared bread and meat. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, as he placed his hand, after three days of hunger, he placed his hand on that meal and he began to weep. Rasulullah sallallahu began to weep. So he said, Oh, Nabi of Allah, this is a moment of happiness. The food is here. He said, At-tamar, wal-rutab, wal-khubz, wal-laham. We've got dates, and we've got a variety of dates, and we've got bread, and we've got meat. This is most certainly what Allah is referring to in Al-Hakum Al-Takathur. Most certainly, you will be questioned about the bounties of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is referring to this here. So respected brothers, we need to be grateful for the bounties that Allah has given us. We need to show gratitude. And we need to regard it to be a ni'mah of Allah. And we should not regard ourselves worthy of what we are having. If Allah has given us a good meal, say alhamdulillah. Think of those who are less fortunate and say, Oh Allah, I deserve just what luqaymat, a few small morsels which keeps my back straight. That is what I'm worth. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, my level of obedience, my level of 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 ta'ah to Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam we know our condition respected brothers we do not deserve what Allah has given us so we need to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the manifestation of that gratitude would be in ensuring that we indulge in that which is halal and we spend in those avenues which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all the tawfiq to ensure that this part of the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is kept alive within our lives to endure some type of hunger, whether it be by fasting on a Monday and a Thursday or some parts of the, of the month, inshallah, so that we may discipline ourselves not to become the tools of making those uh, tycoons wealthy who run the industry of the food market. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned there are two types of shahwat. In fact, Imam Ghazali elaborates quite a bit on this in his ihya. He says the two types of desires which can destroy a person, the first is the desire of the, st- of the stomach, and the second is the desire of the, the private parts. And these are the two avenues which have been exploited by the, uh, the people of this world to distract the ummah of Sayyidina Muhammad wasallam from their goal. So our goal is not eating. We eat to survive and to live and to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is nothing amazing to look for something new every time. If it's a particular type of steak that came from Japan, it doesn't mean we have to eat it all the time. Even if Allah has given us the means, but we should ensure firstly that we are spending our wealth in those avenues which please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and staying away from haram. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar Allahu 
أشهد أن لا إله إلا أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة نستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له 
وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمدًا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وبارك وسلم تسليمًا كثيرًا كثيرًا أما بعد فاتقوا الله عباد الله كما أمركم بذلكم ربكم قال الله سبحانه وتعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله ولتنظر نفس ما قدمت لغد واعلموا عباد الله لقد خلق الله سبحانه وتعالى الخلق ليعبدوه وحده لا شريك له وأمرهم أن يأكلوا من طيبات ما رزقهم من الأرض وأن يجتنبوا الحرام والخبيث واعلموا عباد الله إن طلب الحلال واجب على كل مسلم يقول الله سبحانه وتعالى ولا تأكلوا أموالكم بينكم بالباطل يقول يحيى بن معاذ رحمه الله الطاعة خزانة من خزائن الله إلا أن مفتاحها الدعاء وأسنانه لقم الحلال وروى البخاري عن عائشة رضي الله عنها أن سيدنا أبا بكر الصديق رضي الله عنه استقاء وأدخل يده في فيه ليخرج ما في بطنه من لقمة أكلها وهو يراها من شبهة وروى الإمام البيهقي عن زيد بن أسلم أن عمر رضي الله عنه استقاء من لبن شربه بعدما أخبر بأن اللبن من مكان يوجد فيه نعم من نعم الصدقة وذكر الرسول عليه الصلاة والسلام الرجل يطيل السفر أشعث أغبر يمد يديه إلى السماء يا رب يا رب ومطعمه حرام ومشربه حرام وملبسه حرام وغذي بالحرام فأنا يستجاب له يقول سيدنا عمر رضي الله عنه بالورع عما حرم الله يقبل الدعاء والتسبيح ويقول ابن عباس رضي الله عنه لا يقبل الله صلاة امرئ في جوفه حرام كان يحيى بن معين رحمه الله ينشد المال يذهب حله وحرامه وتبقى في غد آثامه ليس التقى أو ليس التقي بمتق لإلهه حتى يطيب شرابه وطعامه فاتقوا الله عباد الله ما استطعتم واسمعوا وأطيعوا وأنفقوا خيراً لأنفسكم وقابلوا أيها المسلم ما تسمع من كلام نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بالسمع والطاعة والامتثال حتى لا تقع في فتنة الزمان أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم فاتقوا الله ما استطعتم واسمعوا وأطيعوا وأنفقوا خيراً لأنفسكم ومن يوق شح نفسه فأولئك هم المفلحون بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم بما فيه من الآيات والذكر الحكيم أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله الحمد لله رب العالمين له النعمة وله الفضل وله الثناء الحسن صلوات الله البر الرحيم والملائكة المقربين على سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وعلى آله وصحبه الطيبين الطاهرين الميامين وبعد أيها المسلمون فاتقوا الله حق التقوى ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون واعلموا أن الله سبحانه وتعالى قد أمرنا بأمر عظيم أمرنا بالصلاة والسلام على نبيه الكريم فقال عز وجل إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم وزد وبارك وتحنن وترحم على حبيبنا وسيدنا محمد 
طب القلوب ودوائها وعافية الأبدان وشفائها ونور الأبصار وضيائها وعلى آله وصحبه الطيبين خصوصاً على الخلفاء الراشدين المهديين أبي بكر وعمر وعثمان وعلي رضي الله عنهم وعن سائر الصحابة والتابعين والأئمة الأربعة المجتهدين أبي حنيفة ومالك والشافعي وابن حنبلي وسادات علمائنا المحققين وعنا معهم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم اكفنا بحلالك عن حرامك وأغننا بفضلك عمن سواك واستر عوراتنا وأمن روعاتنا اللهم اغفر لنا وللمؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات الأحياء منهم والأموات ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا واغفر لنا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون أذكروا الله العلي العظيم يذكركم ودعوه يستجب لكم ولذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون قوموا إلى صلاتكم يرحمكم الله الله أكبر بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين إهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم سبح اسم ربك الأعلى الذي خلق فسوى والذي قدر فهدى والذي أخرج المرعى فجعله غثاء أحوى سنقرئك فلا تنسى إلا ما شاء الله إنه يعلم الجهر وما يخفى ونيسرك لليسرى فذكر إن نفعت الذكرى 
سيذكر من يخشى ويتجنبها الأشقى الذي يصلى النار الكبرى ثم لا يموت فيها ولا يحيا قد أفلح من تزكى وذكر اسم ربه فصلى بل تؤثرون الحياة الدنيا والآخرة خير وأبقى إن هذا لفي الصحف الأولى صحف إبراهيم وموسى الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر أكبر بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم هل أتاك حديث الغاشية وجوه يومئذ خاشعة عاملة ناصبة تصلى نارا حامية تسقى من عين آنية ليس لهم طعام إلا من ضريع لا يسمن ولا يغني من جوع وجوه يومئذ ناعمة لسعيها راضية في جنة عالية لا تسمع فيها لاغية فيها عين جارية فيها سرر مرفوعة وأكواب موضوعة ونمارق مصفوفة وزرابي مبثوثة أفلا ينظرون إلى الإبل كيف خلقت وإلى السماء كيف رفعت 
وإلى الجبال كيف نصبت وإلى الأرض كيف سطحت فذكر إنما أنت مذكر لست عليهم بمسيطر إلا من تولى وكفر فيعذبه الله العذاب الأكبر إن إلينا إيابهم ثم إن علينا حسابهم الله سمع الله لمن حمدا السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين اللهم أنت السلام ومنك السلام تباركت يا ذا الجلال والإكرام اللهم أعنا على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك اللهم علمنا ما جهلنا وذكرنا ما نسينا وزدنا علما ونعوذ بك من حال أهل النار ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما اللهم رب الناس أذهب البأس اشف أنت الشافي لا شفاء إلا شفاءك شفاء لا يغادر سقما اللهم اشف مرضانا ومرضى المسلمين وارحم موتانا وموت المسلمين وأرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وعبادك الصالحون ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وعبادك الصالحون أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا واغفر لنا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون
وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين